My next guest is doing some remarkable things with environment and sustainability and indeed winning some awards for that work. And it is a very big warm welcome to Dr. Johnny Wake, who is the managing partner at Courting Hall Estate near Northampton. Johnny, welcome to the show. Um, recently, you did win an award. Just tell us a little bit about the latest accolade that the estate has won. Oh, thanks for having me, Adrian. Um, and yeah, we were lucky enough to win the Bledisloe Gold Medal from the Royal Agricultural Society of England, uh, which I think is 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 an award that they give for excellence in sustainable land management. Forward-thinking land management. So, what would be the sort of things they were looking for or highlighted in terms of um, you know your application or winning this great thing? Uh, I think what hopefully makes us stand out is our long-termism. Uh, mm -hmm. Everything we do, we take a minimum 100-year view uh, in terms of what, what's it going to leave behind. So our mission statement is leaving a legacy to be proud of. And every decision we take, whether it's planting a tree or investing in a new arm of the business, it's all about well, what's it going to look like when we leave it behind. Mm. So stewardship, the principle or concept of stewardship, which I think I've heard very often many people who manage the land have that um, that great sense, no, of A, identity, but B, as you say, legacy. Now, long-termism is quite rare in the business world, though. Most businesses, I think, are fighting for survival. Mm. Can we get through the next uh, quarter? But, of course, Cortino has a great long history, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, so my family have been here at Cortino for 351 years, and we've been in the area. Uh, we were in Blizzworth in the 1200s. So I feel like I've, I've got a lot to live up to. <laughs> well, yes. Is that is it a, a burden of history then more than a sort of uh, the pleasure of history sometimes? No, I think it's very dangerous to if you start moaning about um, uh, th th this problem that you have um, <laughs> when you get to live where I get to live. So I'm very lucky to, to do what I do. And sometimes it feels like a burden and, and a weighty responsibility. But um, I need to take a step back and remind me how remind myself how lucky I am. No, indeed. So the family, though, family name is Wake. So the, it can be traced back to the 1200s. Any significant moments in you know, British or U English history that uh, the family were associated with? Yeah, we uh, we um, we say that we are descended from Harrowood the Wake would be our sort of first uh, significant moment. Um, Joan Fairmaid of Kent is another uh, ancestor. We were on the wrong side in many things. Uh, the Civil War. We, uh, my ancestor Roger Wake, was in the bodyguard for Richard III at the Battle of Bosworth, um, and we ended up in a fair amount of trouble uh, after after that. Um, and uh, we've been we've we fought in many armies. My great grandfather. I often talk about him when I talk about long termism, because he had a little bound a lot of le interesting letters, and he was a great soldier. Fought in the Boer War, shot through the neck, uh, fought at Spion Cop. Uh, somehow survived and was promoted, uh, was over the top at Ypres in the First World War, and he was a King's Messenger in the Second World War as well. Goodness me. Very illustrious um, history there. The family, I presume, are all very, very conscious of this. Is it, you know, can, do you have sort of a, a museum, even if it's a private family museum, and have you got all the records that that evidence all of these events over the years? Uh, nothing so grand as a museum, uh, Adrian. Um, but we, we've we've got um, various uh, yeah, paraphernalia scattered around, and also my ancestor Joan Wake, who I, I should have mentioned earlier, an um, amazing lady, had no education uh, formally uh, at all, but ended up being an honorary doctor um, at Oxford University for history, and she founded the Northamptonshire Record Society as well as Saving Delaprey Abbey and one or two other things along the way, uh, and so we have quite a lot of stuff archived with. Um, the Northampshire Record Office because of Joan, uh, but also the yeah, others. There's, there's there's plenty of stuff that we've we've got here archived too. 
<laughs> now, growing up, I introduced you as Dr. Johnny Way because you are a medical doctor. Um, you know, did you uh, expect to? Was it um, was it always going to be the route that you would be managing the estate or, you know, were you trying in some ways to break away by pursuing a different career? Well, we always, when I was growing up, we, we had a, a manager who ran their business day to day and my dad had a career. He was in the car business um, and and uh, would do, you know, a, a bit of time on, on the business here at home, but not not that much. But when I took over, we didn't really have a, a manager in place. And so I ended up getting sucked into the business more and more. And at one stage, I was working two days a week in a local GP surgery, half a day a week in Northampton General Hospital in the ear, nose and throat department, one day a week in London in the Department of Health as their advisor on general practice. And then the leftover time, I was trying to run the business. And it was an absolute disaster. I had two young kids, um, was rapidly burning out and heading towards divorce. Uh, not really divorce in case my wife is listening. Um, but uh, it was it was not great. And so I ended up giving up medical jobs sort of one by one, bit by bit, to the point where I had to eventually hand in my license. Oh, really? Okay. So are you still allowed to call yourself a doctor or not? Well, I definitely am. Yeah. If you're a doctor of philosophy and you yes. remain a doctor afterwards, but actually thanks to COVID, I am re-licensed. Um, and I, it gives me great pleasure because my kids often tell me you're not a real doctor when I start to say <laughs> anything medical and I can now say to them, actually, for the moment I am. <laughs> how many children and what ages johnny uh i got two kids who are 10 and 12 and are they obviously very conscious of the family history um, are they f wanting to pursue a career in medicine or you know move, join you in the business <laughs> they're, so, they're so young it's hard <laughs> to say but they're definitely interested in the business and they definitely don't want to be doctors they say which is probably pretty wise my wife's a doctor and um so they see how tough it is in the nhs and how tough it is for her at the moment mm, you know very much so right well let's just talk a little bit about um the farm sustainability corporate social responsibility all those things really are, are very much underpinning the philosophy and clearly were a contributory factor to winning the award but um you know w why or when did you really embrace this concept of sustainability in the widest sense and we can come on to the community work afterwards but in terms of say the environmental to start with well just take a step back i mean sustainability everyone defines it in different ways and it's a it's a sort of slightly overused word isn't it and so mm. but for our business because we're, we're a bit different to um a, a normal business in that so we are we're land stewards as you mentioned and we have the ability to do things like sequester carbons as well as actually um just just not just be not worse if you if, 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 if you like mm. so we divide sustainability up into th into three factors for financial sustainability both long-term and short-term and then community which as you say will come on to but is the one that i think always gets forgotten about when you talk about um sustainability and csr yeah. and then of course there is the environment itself um and environmental sustainability is absolutely key to what we do from a selfish point of view if we destroy the health of our soils then we won't be able to keep farming but obviously uh, i want to make sure that when I retire or die i've handed over the farm in a in a better state in every sense of that word to those who come after me what are the sort of um products of the land then is it arable is it is it livestock so on the land itself we are arable farmers and we've um we've gone back to having a, a small herd of traditional hereford cattle as well we always used to have traditional herefords back in my grandpa through to my great great grandparents day and uh, they are not a, a particularly profitable enterprise for us, but the idea with them is that they are recharging the the carbon and the goodness in the soil. They're not fed any artificial feed, which obviously comes with a carbon uh, cost with it, uh, but they are pooing on the ground, they're trampling the grass and they're grazing it. All of that is stimulating the grass to put down roots and, and, uh, and create carbon, sequester carbon. 
And of course, the poo is absolutely vital from a biodiversity point of view. And we've seen the return of dung beetles here now, thanks to our cattle, which is really exciting. Mm. Um, is there a... Sorry. sorry to go back to your question about about wider use of the land so so the cattle need to be a part of that so that you have a diverse rotation but from an arable point of view uh we have changed our rotation and we are now working with natural england in a big 10-year higher tier um environmental scheme project which involves us having depending on how you measure it either about 15 percent or 60 percent of the farm down to stewardship crops which is things like wild birdseed mixes and pollen nectar mixes for the bees and the butterflies. I was going to ask, really, you know, I'm sure some people have read um, about just looking after keeping it pretty for tourism, the land, but are you able to make good use, whether it's for profit, or, you know, a cash crop, or as you say, it's it supports the ecosystem, I guess, and you have to find that right balance, obviously, to be a going concern, no? Yeah, for sure. Um <laughs> Land in this kind of area, it's it's not the, the richest and most productive land in the country at all, but it is still productive land if you compare it to upland hill grazing, for example. Mm. And I think it, there is an onus on us to make sure we are producing some food for for the nation, um, whether that's wheat or barley or oilseed rape or, or whatever. But equally, we have to make sure that we're leaving something for nature. So we haven't used insecticides here for eight years. We've always had grass margins around the edge of the fields. We take great pride in our hedges, just as, as some examples. And I'm a great believer in the fact that you can produce food and you can uh, look after nature at the same time. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Mm. Are there any other accreditations or awards that you've you know, garnered over the, the recent years? Uh, yeah, we are. We are currently the reigning East of England um, supreme champion. Um, and I can't remember the definition of that, but, but that's basically flattering us that we were when they gave us the award the the best farm um from from here across to, to norfolk wow. uh we've won the weetabix food and drink award for um sustainable farming in the past and actually we're a finalist in this uh this year's competition so we're, we'll, we'll go through the final and see whether we win that or not um and and one or two other smaller ones yeah i think you're accredited to the good business charter so we're, we, we were proud to be, I think, the first Northamptonshire business to sign up the Good Business Charter and the first agricultural business in the country to sign up. And I'm a huge fan of the GBC and, uh, and, and hope that more people look at it. Yeah, no, indeed. Well, it's something that, I, as you know, I've been championing over the years as well and um, very close relationships there. Anything else like B Corp that you look at, uh, perhaps less well known by the public, but uh, I think you'd score very highly if you were to uh, to embrace that. Yeah, I think I think we, we we will be looking at B Corp further down the line. We chose GBC as the first one um, to, to work with, and I think B Corp is something that, that would come later because we don't really sell to the public, particularly at the moment. Um, then there's not a huge motivation for us to do B Corp, but it's certainly something I would like to do at a personal level. Very good. Now you work, I understand, with other farmers that you explained to me before we came on air the concept of a cluster farm. Just tell us a little bit about more uh, more about that, Johnny, please. So, so a cluster farm, there are a number of cluster farms across the country, and it's the idea is it's where a, a group of farmers in a certain area come together to uh, make changes on a landscape scale, landscape scale uh, for the benefit of nature. So there are seven farms in our cluster. Uh, I'm on the northern end and we go all the way down towards the edge of Milton Keynes. And um, we work together on things like water quality or we target certain species that we want to encourage. Uh, we've got something called a mega hedge that, that works through um, all of our farms where we're all really working on, on on creating one contiguous hedge where we look after it particularly well from an, a nature point of view. And that mega hedge is, is just one particular example, but we've created a nature corridor 
where it takes into account features like uh, water courses, um, old railway lines and, and, and hedges that, that runs through the whole cluster. And it's been gratifying that we can work together on that kind of scale. Mm. So very much very um, supportive of the community, this initiative. Is it a nationally support? You know, does the government give you grants or funding for this sort of thing or not? Uh, they they gave us a little bit of money towards having a facilitator uh, who who sort of coordinated our activities and events and and speakers to come and talk to us and uh, and help that we got that funding sadly being withdrawn but we're still carrying on. Yeah, and you're obviously very active in the local community. Made in Northamptonshire, the Northamptonshire Food and Drink Awards, which you've mentioned there, Weetabix, um, previously Carlsberg, of course. Um, lot lots going on. So I assume that. You know, if we look at Farringdon Oils, for instance, as another notable um, uh, farmer in the in the region, I assume mm. that you're sharing best practice with each other all the time. Yes, no, I know Duncan well and a huge admirer of, of what he's done. Mm. No, a, a great success. And it is that time of year, right? November, we will be soon having the this year's Food and Drink Awards. So I'm looking forward to that uh, with Rachel Mallows doing such a great job. Is it year 16 or 17? I think she's up to now. Um, tremendous. Now, community. You are also very active in the community. And, and as you rightly said, and it's my view, too, that sustainability tends to focus, well, you know, very selfishly on the sustainability of my business or sustainability in terms of environment and planet. But, of course, people cause the problems. People are going to have to solve them. And people have problems and social ills. Now, you do an awful lot in the um, county. You are one of the deputy lieutenants working with the Lord Lieutenant, of course. But just give us perhaps a little flavor of your... Um, you know, extracurricular or voluntary work, uh, Johnny, please. So uh, I am a governor at St. Andrew's Healthcare, National Hospital in Northampton. I think St. Andrew's is this this sleeping giant that a lot of people aren't aware of in the county. It's absolutely enormous in terms of its scope and it's uh, it, what it does for people who have very serious mental health uh, challenges. And I was on a visit there just yesterday. It's a wonderful charity and um, doing some interesting things. And it's it's trying to get more open to the local community, which I think is a fantastic thing. And it's doing some really good work there. Um, I am the chair of a new charity called New Leaf Learning, which is based here at Courton Hall. We take five kids at a time who are really struggling to engage with education in local primary schools within Northamptonshire only. They come to Court and Hall for one day a week uh, for five weeks and do all kinds of activities that, uh, that that really help them change. And we also get the parents here and they get some training as well as the teachers. And I've seen uh, you know, I've seen just incredible change. It's been going for a year and a half and we're already fully booked beyond a year from now from local schools. Every school that's been to us has, has rebooked. Uh, and that's that's a really exciting uh, charity that that's sort of been a bit like a roller coaster ride because it's effectively like a startup company, uh, but it's been quite fun. Um, and I work with Homestart, South Northampton, and Daventry. So Homestart's really great local charity uh, that look after uh, or, or give help to uh, parents who have got young children. And I've recently become their patron and uh, and, and do some work with them. Uh, we do a lot of work with Blisworth and Road Primary Schools, two fantastic local primary schools that come here to Court Hall uh, and, and do all kinds of things. And uh, just started doing a little bit of work with Elizabeth Woodville, um, who are our local secondary school in Road Village, uh, who seem like a really excellent school. Mm. Well, plenty going on. So, yeah, do you have any gaps in the diary? And, you know, having told us earlier on that you had to kind of rationalise a little bit, has there been mission creep again or what? 
Yeah, I, I struggle a little bit with diary, and I, I, I like saying yes, and I'm not very good at saying no. <laughs> I think that's one of my problems too. Perhaps we should go on a course how to how to say no. Well, look, it's it's you know it is a, a tremendously important and long established um, you know great history in the county. Um, you've mentioned a couple of times Milton Keynes, of course. Uh, I've assumed that all the land is in Northamptonshire per se, even though you know it's an artificial boundary in some ways, and I'm sure you play your role in the region as much as the county you now. We will actually we 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 do have just a handful of fields that just stretch across the border into Buckinghamshire. But yeah, we we think of ourselves as a as a Northamptonshire business, and I'm I'm very proud of Northamptonshire. Excellent. Well, I think we're very proud of you, Johnny, and congratulations on the uh, recent award, the Bledslow Medal for Forward Thinking Land Management. Really, very interesting insights. Anything else you'd like to share with us that uh, perhaps we haven't touched on in terms of, you know, this message? I think to other businesses, whether they are are in the agri business or indeed any business, the importance of sustainability. What would you say to people in other businesses, perhaps that can't ease so easily take a long term view? Well, I think it's very it's very. <laughs> When your business is going well, it's very easy to think about to talk about sustainability, isn't it? Um, when you're struggling to survive, then all you can really think about is 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 the, the next um, the next paycheck that's coming in. Uh, but I would say that any business really needs to be thinking about long termism. What you know, what is the purpose? Why are you getting out of bed in the morning and and, and working your socks off? There needs to be a, a reason behind it, and I think sustainability is is not an end in itself. You need to know why you're trying to be sustainable and. We're clear that for us, that's leaving a legacy behind us that we're proud of. But I think you you need with your business to know why you want to be sustainable and know why you're getting out of bed in the morning. Yeah, very much so. Business with purpose, of course, and and you know, good housekeeping. A lot of the things we talk about on the environmental side, waste, energy, water, um, on most people's P and L accounts. So I think good housekeeping very often uses a sign of of a good business as well. But yes, yeah, certainly echo your word uh, your words there. Well, uh, Dr. Johnny Wake, um, managing partner at Courtin Hall Estate. Thank you so much for taking the time and trouble to come and talk with us.